Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League. Today, we come to you from sunny Goodyear, Arizona, where the weather is beautiful, the sun is shining bright, and baseball is underway. I'll welcome in the Cowboy Jeff Brantley shortly, but today we are pleased to be joined by Reds catching prospect who figures to make a big impact on this team, Tyler Stevenson. Tyler, thanks so much for being on. How's the spring been treating you so far? You enjoying this uh, desert sun? Uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, obviously, the weather out here is amazing, and it's about 75 and sunny every day, so it, I think it works. <laughs> it's hard, like to argue, it. hard to argue with that. Uh, talk about what, what this spring is like for you this year, because it's a little different, I would assume. Uh, in the past, you've been battling for a spot, really kind of at times just trying to get your feet wet, getting to know the pitchers a little bit, uh, learning new instruction all the time. But now you're a guy that is going to be leaned on to make an impact this year. Uh, you'll be splitting time as everything seems to be heading in that direction, at least with Tucker Barnhart. So how much different is this spring now that the spot is yours to lose? Yeah, uh, I, would, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, it, is, it is kind of a different mindset uh, kind of going in just because um, with all the, um, I guess, roster moves and everything this past offseason, losing Kurt and stuff. Um, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the, uh, to have that challenge and stuff, but at the end of the day, just go out and control what I can control and have fun with it. And yeah, just have fun. Honestly. Instruction seems to be something that we're hearing about this staff, whether it's from the pitching side, offensive side, even probably, especially the catching side with J.R. house, how much growth have you had in your game in the last few years? Oh, it's, it's been night and day. And I was kind of, I was kind of grateful that I think it was my first big league camp I got invited to was what was the first year that they came along, which is, was I think three, three years ago. Is that how long they've been around? Um, so it's been great just getting to uh, learn and kind of grow with them. Um, I feel like every year we're learning something new, something that something new's coming out and stuff. So um, we've, I mean, we've made huge strides as an organization these past three years and stuff. And it's been, it's been great for everybody. What, what's the dynamic like with you and Tucker? I mean, you've got a gold glove catcher that you can learn from there as well. So, so how's that? He's been great. I remember when I first got caught up last year, um, like he came up to me and said congrats and stuff. And he was like, anything you need, I've been in your shoes. I'm here for you and stuff. And he's been great. I mean, it's been great to spend a lot of time with this, um, with him, this spring training and stuff. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of just growing with him and just continuing to learn from him. Are there anything, is there anything specific that you've really taken from your conversations with Tucker? I just the experience. I mean, I, I remember, I think it was my first game in Chicago. Um, just terrible weather for my, for my first start and stuff. I mean, it was about as bad as it can be. Um, but just having small conversations with him, like during the games and during the innings and stuff. And um, I mean, just the experience level with him and stuff. He's been through it all. And uh, I think just the more conversations we have, just it helps me just kind of see where he's been. And I'm, I'm kind of following his shoes and stuff. So, Where do you feel like you've kind of grown the most over the last few years as a catcher? Oof. I would say kind of that leadership role. I mean, I, that's something that I look up to with Tucker a lot, just how his presence, it's known, it's his staff, it's his team. I mean, he, he takes control of that. Um, and that's something that I, I really want to try to follow his footsteps in, um, just elevate my game and stuff. So um, he's great at it, and I'm looking forward to kind of 
easing my way into that role. As you talk about the leadership and, and kind of taking ownership of a pitching staff, is that intimidating in any way because of the veteran guys that are on this staff? There are some young pitchers, but, but you also have some veteran guys like, like Sonny Gray. And, you know, Luis Castillo is starting to get into that category a little bit as well. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, like there, there definitely is, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, being 24 years, years old and some of these guys are in their thirties and stuff. It, it's weird, but it's part of it. Um, but the more time I'm around them, um, the more conversations we have, um, like I know a few nights ago, me and Sonny, uh, we texted quite a bit and stuff just, um, cause I caught his live BP and just the more time I spend with them, um, just the better I feel around them and stuff. So, I mean, that's what, that's what has been great. Like, especially from last year, being able to travel on the road and be a part of that travel roster, um, just to be around the guys during that time. Cause a normal year I would have been in AAA. And then when I got called up, if I would have, whatever, um, I just would have been thrown kind of in the spot. So I, I kind of got a year to kind of get my feet wet and kind of grow and get conversations and friendships and stuff with, with those pitchers. I think a lot of us think of a catcher and you think that you learn the most from fellow catchers. Uh, but you talk about the pitching staff. You, you talk about these conversations that you have. You catch them. You're around them on a regular basis. How much do you learn from those guys? Oh, a ton. I mean, that's what bullpens. I remember being a young age, bullpens were terrible. Nobody wanted to catch bullpens, but bullpens are the highlight of every day, especially trying to catch, like, all these new guys we have um, in camp and all the guys like Sonny and Castillo, like guys that I want to catch a lot just because that's as game like it's possible. So the more that we can kind of just – talk about a bullpen or a live BP and just to see where their mind's at and what they're trying to think and see and stuff. Like that's what it's all about. We're visiting with Reds catcher, Tyler Stevenson. It's the Reds hot stove league presented by the Holy grail banks, Budweiser and UDF. We'll continue the conversation after this on the Reds radio network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, as always, presented by the Holy Grail Bank, Budweiser, and UDF. Continuing our chat with Reds catcher Tyler Stevenson, talking about how much fun this camp has been. Uh, but but for you, uh, talk about how much fun it was to finally get back on the field and play in front of some fans. What was wow. that like? That was weird, but it was awesome. I mean, I know we didn't have many fans uh, yesterday, but it was, it was great just to have some type of atmosphere. Um, just some type of cheering or anything like that. I, I mean, we're just happy to be back out there and at least see people in the stands. What are you most looking forward to getting back to when things return to normal? What, what, what's the first thing you're going to do? Is it a concert? Is it just going out to eat, hanging out with friends, not having to worry about what, what is it? What is it for you that you're most excited to get back to? Probably just go out to have a nice dinner and just be able to go out and have normal life again i don't know how long it's going to take or when that's going to be but just to get back to normal what's a nice dinner is that a are you are you a big steak guy are you big a pasta steak. guy um I've, I've been to jeff ruby's before i, I think we can we can make that work <laughs> i i'm, I'm a ribeye guy myself when it comes to steaks ribeyes is, is my go-to what, what are you anything that's on my plate you <laughs> name it i mean i i Ribeye, steak, filet. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever's a, in front of me. Just a big old chunk of red meat. Yes. That's what I'm talking Man, about. Nothing better than that. <laughs> Tyler Stevenson is our guest on the uh, 
Reds Hot Stove League. You talked earlier about uh, catching some of these pitchers. What, what's really stood out to you so far in camp? Is there is there somebody that's really impressed you so far with their stuff uh, that's maybe opened your eyes or surprised you a little bit so far? I think really just the strides that Anton made. Like I know kind of last year and um, just because I caught him the past few years, um, I think it was 2018 and 2019 um, in high end AA. And then he comes into camp last year and huge jump in velo and just seeing the strides and the jumps that he's made. I mean, it's been incredible. Um, it's been fun to watch. As far as your game goes, I, I know a lot of the conversation surrounding your improvement and your development has been around your agility behind the plate. What have you done to really improve that? Because that's not an easy thing for a big catcher to do, to be agile behind the dish. I just take a lot of pride in taking my care, taking care of myself, stretching, um, Pilates. I actually did Pilates this off season. Um, so I'm just a big believer in just taking care of yourself. And I kind of learned um, the trainer I had when I uh, got drafted and was in Billings. He was saying that your body is going to be your career and what makes you money and stuff. So what you put in it or anything, the more you take care of it, the better chance you're going to have of succeeding and stuff. And I'll never forget that. Um, so I just take a lot of pride in that. Your offense has always been a big part of your game. I, I think it's safe to say that the defense has been the part that you've really been looking to improve and take the biggest steps as a professional. How do you separate the two? Is that easy for you to, to, to compartmentalize the two? Maybe you're struggling on defense, but you still maintain the offensive side of the game, vice versa? Yeah, and that's another thing I kind of grew up. I was very fortunate with some of the coaches I had growing up um, when I was young is being able to have two different mindsets. Is like just because you aren't hitting well, you can still win a game um, catching yourself. Just because we are involved in every play. Um, and you have to be able to, if you have a bat at bat, you have to throw that aside and be locked in from that next half inning or whatever when you go out and catch and stuff. You have to be able to kind of forget about it because – just because we had a bad day hitting, we can we can still make up for it with catching and stuff. And that's what is very awesome about our position and stuff is just because we do have a bad game hitting or whatnot, we can we still have a chance to win it. There's a lot more information available now at the minor league level than there probably ever has been, but it mm -hmm. still I don't think compares to the amount of information you guys have access to at the major league level. Oh, yeah. I, as you try to improve your game, as you try to become a good big league catcher. You've also got all this information you have to process. Is that ever overwhelming at times? Um, it can be. I think it's what you what um, you think it's going to – just whatever it's going to be for you and stuff. Like, we've got some really good staff members to kind of help um, explain the information and stuff. And at the end of the day, like I know Tucker says it all the time, like you trust your eyes. We've been playing enough baseball. Um, we've seen enough pitches and at-bats and stuff that – we still be, have to be able to trust our eyes and our gut. Where do you want to see your game improve the most in 2021? I think just a, a big step just defensively. I don't know if I want to narrow it down to just one specific, like framing or something like that, or blocking. I just want to – I just, as a whole, um, just want to improve – my just defensive game and stuff and not to say that I don't want to improve with hitting and stuff obviously I want to as well um, but I just want to make a huge stride with catching and like I talked about earlier that leadership role making a big stride 
um, in developing myself into that. I mean, you, you belted a dinger in your first big league swing. I think it's not unreasonable to expect that with every subsequent swing now in your major league career. That's fair, right? Yeah, I know. That was pretty cool. Still, I can't believe that happened, though. Outstanding. A great memory that you will have with you forever. Absolutely. Hopefully we see a lot more balls go over the fence off your bat in 2021. Tyler, thanks so much for the time. Certainly wish you a great spring and a great 2021 season, and I'm sure we'll be chatting again down the line. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. That is Reds catcher Tyler Stevenson. We welcome in the Cowboy Jeff Brantley as the Reds Hot Stove League continues next on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the second half of the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. The first episode of this season's Gym Day podcast presented by Western and Southern Financial Group launches Monday. March 8th with special guest Joey Votto, also available at reds.com slash podcast, Apple podcast, and Google podcast is the Cincinnati Reds podcast, which features daily highlights and analysis from every Reds game. And that is with our good friend Dave Yiddy Armbruster. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call. 513-749-7000. Pound 700 for AT&T customers. And as always, 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE. We are coming to you from Camelback Ranch here in Glendale, Arizona. And happy to welcome in the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. And uh, Cowboy, it's been fun being back behind the mic, doing games with fans in the stands. For the most part, with the exception of Sunday, the weather's been fantastic. And uh, the Red Legs got a win yesterday. Yeah, got a win. And and I'll I'll reemphasize, the fans in the stands, especially late in the ball game last night, just kind of hearing the bit of cat calls and, and knowing that the Reds were going to win the ball game, but yet you're playing the, the bottom of the eighth inning anyway. It just kind of it seemed normal. Yeah. And without fans, it's not normal. Uh, no. No, there was a lot about last season that was not normal. There's been a lot of this spring training that has not been normal because there have been a lot of rules that have been implemented this year. Uh, one thing that we've seen several times already, they call it rolling the inning. We have been calling it the I've seen enough rule. Uh, that is something to get used to. Games are not all nine innings. In fact, I don't know that we've had a nine inning game yet. We won't have one tonight. This game between the Reds and Dodgers coming up at the top of the hour will be a seven inning game. Uh, just a few other little things that the, the baseball's new, but we're not, we talked about that a little bit a couple of days ago. You're not really going to see much of a change with that. Uh, but but it's just it's just kind of had a different feel, and as we've talked about uh, for folks that might have been tuning in and out of the games that we've had so far, uh, it almost has a little bit of a peek behind the curtain to see what goes on in the backfields this time of year. Yeah, I think the the reason that you have some of these intricate real rules is just trying to shorten the travel, not having so many people on a bus and so many people going from one place to the other. Uh, it may it may deter having um, a kid get to show his stuff. Maybe the one game he gets to get in in spring training, uh, an A-ball guy, he maybe he a backup pitcher and, and coming over and getting to experience pitching in a big league ball game. That's not going to happen right now because guys that are pitching are guys that both manager David Bell and pitching coach Derek Johnson want to see. 
And there have been a lot of guys that the Reds have wanted to see so far. We'll get our eyes on another guy for the first time tonight, Jeff Hoffman. This is a guy that probably has an outside chance to make the rotation. Uh, he is certainly going to get a long look in camp. And there's a few guys battling for that fifth spot in the rotation. And whoever doesn't make the rotation, they've been very clear about those guys will end up in the bullpen. We'll talk more about Jeff Hoffman, of course, on the broadcast today. Uh, we'll also talk about it here on the hot stove, what we're going to look for in the week ahead. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what exactly you look for when you're trying to fill those final spots on a roster. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, coming to you from Glendale, Arizona. We're at Camelback Ranch getting ready for the Reds and the Dodgers. Spring training action, Cactus League Baseball. Jeff Hoffman will start for the Red Legs tonight. Julio Arias will start for the Dodgers. That game coming up at the top of the hour. With the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley, I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for listening. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 513-749-7000. Pound 700 for AT&T customers and always 1-800-THE-BIG-1. Spring training is always fun in that you see a lot of guys that are prospects that you hope will be a part of the ball club in a year or two. Uh, and then the other part that's always fun, seeing guys battle for open spots on the roster. Every team has them. The Reds have a few of them. Shortstop is certainly one of those spots. Kyle Farmer battling to be the everyday shortstop. You would figure he's probably the leading candidate. But Kyle Holder's in there, a Rule 5 pick that has a chance to win that spot. There's some openings in the bullpen and, of course, the five spot of the rotation. Cowboy, I'll ask you this because it's it's an intriguing question in that you look at it and somebody has a big spring. We saw it with Jose Garcia last year. Had a great spring. Everybody was talking about, well, does this guy win the job to be the red shortstop when camp breaks? He was probably a little young then, got a taste eventually. But it's so much more than just the numbers. So with that, how do you try to fill those holes? How, how, how do you evaluate these guys and what is really, at the end of the day, even though it's a month, a limited sample? Well, I, I think that in today's game, you're more interested in how many, how many shoes a guy can fill. Uh, can, he, can he start? Can he relieve? Can he pitch short? Uh, can, he, can he handle the pressure with runners on base? Uh, you flip that to the to the player, to the position player side, can, can a guy give you multiple positions and still swing the bat? Years ago, uh, you just looked for a guy that um, he, he was either going to start or he had to be able to, to pitch out of the bullpen with runners on base. Now it, it, you get guys sliding back and forth, a la Michael Lorenzen. I mean, that gives you great value. Uh, you get a guy that can play shortstop and can play center field, man, he, he's going to make just about every club if he can hit at all. And then you, you slide that to the left-handed side of the plate. You watch how many Dodgers come to the plate tonight that swing left-handed. I mean, it is almost every one of them. They've got a lot of them in the lineup. Speaking of swinging the bat, Kyle Farmer understood the opening at shortstop. The Reds had. He admitted, I was checking every day to see if the Reds signed a shortstop. Now it's his job in his mind to lose. He's tweaked his swing to make that happen. Yeah, I, I, I like what I see so far from Farmer. I, I think that you, you really can't make a whole lot of decisions and, and really analysis based on the first week to 10 days of spring training because most of the guys are getting fastballs and they know they're getting fastballs. 
once we get to a position in the middle of spring where we start to see breaking balls, that's where the that's where the analysis comes from when it comes to the position players. And Kyle Farmer is a veteran guy. He understands that. Another thing to keep an eye on, we've seen it already in a small sample, the Reds have executed a few occasions the little things to move base runners, produce runs. That's encouraging. We'll talk about what we'll look for in the week ahead as we wrap up the Reds Hot Stove League ahead of the Reds and the Dodgers from Camelback Ranch in Glendale on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. Just about to wrap things up. The Reds Ballpark Operations Department is looking for additional team members for the upcoming season at Great American Ballpark. Positions are in seasonal event security and seasonal guest services. Visit reds.com slash jobs to apply today with the Cowboy Jeff Brantley. I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for joining us. Reds and the Dodgers coming up. Cowboy, what are we going to be looking for in the next week? We'll see Jeff Hoffman for the first time today. We'll see Sonny Gray tomorrow. All of that kind of coming up and before our next show i think in this week right now we're just looking for guys to be healthy i think when you looked at hunter green last night's ball game even though he gave up three runs a, a home run to iglesias but i think you're looking at health and there was no doubt in my mind that hunter green is healthy and then some and i think that's the that's what you're really looking for here in the early part of spring training making sure guys are comfortable healthy then you start to evaluate their talent on the field and how they can help you in the future. We've yet to see Shogo. He's been away from camp with uh, due to personal reasons. Hopefully see him back. David Bell says he's getting close to returning. And also hopefully see Jesse Winker coming up soon as well. That's it for this edition of the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. For the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, Tyler Stevenson, our producer engineer Dave Yiddy Armbruster. I'm Tommy Thrall. Reds and Dodgers coming up next on the Reds Radio Network.